So um, when Chris told me he was uh, going to be out today, uh, he said, uh, we've got the hanging of the green service, and you can say something or not say something. He said, just uh, do whatever you feel like. So I feel like saying a very, very small thing. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. That's right, Angel. That's right. <laughs> hey, if you're led by the Spirit, you know, you got to do what the Spirit leads you to do. Um, I just didn't want us to slam on the brakes and just head home, you know, after what we were doing here. I just felt like we could kind of take a moment and just kind of enjoy the candles and the lights and the wreaths and the greenery and the scenes and just sort of take it all in. Our service today has been dedicated to the glory of God by putting out the symbols that tell the story of the coming of the Christ child that led to the redemption of humanity. But why do we do it? The Bible states very clearly, using text that is very easy to understand, the steps necessary for us to become saved and to live out the life granted to us by God in a manner that is pleasing to Him. Why add symbols into the mix? They do make it more interesting. I mean, a tree that's supposed to be outside is now inside. in a room where there's usually not a tree at all. And that's at least a little interesting for a little while, especially if it's covered in lights and shiny objects. And candles burning where we don't normally have candles can certainly draw our attention to them as they flicker and dance. The smell of freshly cut pine or wassail or apple and cinnamon or clove and nutmeg can most definitely refocus our thoughts and bring back memories. But aside from eye candy and olfactory stimuli, what good comes from having symbols? They also draw us together. They did this morning. Give us a chance to reflect on the story of Christmas or Easter or our mission. They allow us a chance to express um, to our God are using our God-given creativity to draw correlations between everyday objects and the supernatural qualities of an all-powerful God. But I think what stood out to me the most as I reflected on the meaning of our use of symbolism is that they help remind us of what we believe. And if we remember what we believe, we will be more likely to act out of that belief system. And if that belief system is rooted in the sacrificial love of our Savior Jesus, then we will be more likely to interact with the world as Christ would interact with the world, thereby leading others into a relationship with God through our witness, our testimony, and other interactions. Here's one example, it's just a quick one, and it's the only one. There's not a part two or three to this message this morning, so if you can hang with me for a few more minutes, we'll be good. And this is the example that came to me. It's not even a Christmas example, but as I was thinking about it, this is what popped into my mind, so maybe somebody else needs to hear this or think of it this way. But let's say you're driving into the food line parking lot. And as you come up the drive into the lot, you notice that the dogwood trees are in bloom. Now, if you're familiar 
with the story of why the dogwood tree grows short and crooked. Or if you're familiar with the symbolism about the four white petals and the red dots and the green cluster in the middle of the bloom, then you may be reminded of your belief that Christ died for you. And you are here to serve a risen Lord and Master. Now, as you top the hill and begin to turn into your parking space, another vehicle cuts you off and pulls into what should have been your spot. Now, it's possible, perhaps probable, that you will still react with the human response of road rage. But, because just moments ago, you recognized the symbolism of the dogwood tree and the bloom. And because just moments ago you were reminded that you are a child of God and you are to live and act and react out of an abundance of love for others, whether they deserve it or not, just as Christ died for us, even though we didn't earn it or deserve it. Maybe, maybe, just because of that brief reflective moment, you will choose not to succumb to the human element but rather, at the spurring of the Holy Spirit, you will transcend your human nature for a brief moment and become something more holy, something more Christ-like. Maybe you will exhale, smile, drive around to another spot, let it pass, as if it never happened. The symbols we have placed out here today and the ones you've placed around your homes and yards and the ones you've seen displayed in stores around town, wherever you go this season, they are there to serve as a reminder of what we believe and what we believe determines how we act. And if we profess to be Christians, then how we act reflects on Jesus And those who do not know Jesus, they will form an opinion about him and his teachings because of how we respond to the world. I hope as we enter this season, we will be mindful of the symbols around us. You might even come up with some new ones on your own. So that we can show the love of Jesus to the world, the understanding of Jesus, the compassion of Jesus. So maybe it will become abundantly clear to those who don't already have a relationship with him that Jesus is the reason we celebrate this season.